This episode is brought to you by Ravenheart Forge. Are you looking for a buckler that's not a piece of crap that'll fall apart the first time it gets hit by a sword? Are you looking for something robust? Something you can really bury into the head of an enemy? Then look no further than Ravenheart Forge. Hey everybody and welcome to Blades for Days where we're going to be talking about swords and sword fighting and traveling around the world and fighting people in the HEMA community. I'm your host Jordan Mock and joining me today is Vina Zand from Historikai Art from Hadu in Switzerland. Vina has fought all over the world in different clubs, workshops and tournaments. Hello, how are you? Good. Are you? Yeah, all right. Um, I'm a bit tired because I've been playing a lot of cyberpunk and yeah. just completely losing track of time. <laughs> um, so I was playing yesterday and I'm like, oh, it's six o'clock. I'll play for an hour. And then I'm like, oh, it's two o'clock in the morning. I should probably, you know, I should probably sleep. So, yeah. Um, so how have you been? How's your training been? It was okay because, um, well, when I came back from my travels, I thought of doing loads of um, training, but then they cancelled it because of Corona. <laughs> <laughs> but then we started again, um, um, and then we started like in smaller groups, and then we trained with masks in the end, and now it's cancelled again. <laughs> so yeah. That's been happening a lot in Britain as well, because, um, you know, obviously it spikes and so we have to sort of shut down and, you know, uh, and then it's like, yeah, you can train again, but, you know, only in small groups and it's like, okay, cool. Uh, and I get people showing up and surprising me um, in class and I'm like, hey, we've got limited numbers, go home, you know, <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, so that's really good. Uh, so with your traveling you because obviously you and met you and i met in ireland earlier this year and that's something i want to talk about but um where did you go to in in um on the whole because you traveled quite a bit well yeah almost i think mostly i was in the uk traveling around the uk um, i started in cambridge uh, where i went to language school for about three weeks and then um and then I went to, uh, where did I go? Uh, <laughs> some cities, um, New, I went to Newcastle as well, and then to Edinburgh where I stayed for about two months and I was volunteering in a hostel. Um, I also was training there with the, with the people there. Um, and then I went to Iceland and then back to, oh no, then I, then I went to, um, Bucharest because there was a festival and I met my boyfriend there and some other friends and then <laughs> I went back to Glasgow back to Scotland because I don't yeah after Iceland the city was too big and it's too warm I was like oh, I go to <laughs> back to Scotland <laughs> you say it was too warm yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah because um, yeah, I, re I didn't really like it and had like bad uh, flus uh, no, it's back box or things, whatever. Uh, that's really annoying. 
uh, yeah, and then went to Glasgow to see a friend. And then I think after that, I was going around Ireland. And then I went to London, but I left my sword in, in Cork. <laughs> because I wanted to go by ferry, but the ferry had been cancelled because of the storm. And as I was um, going to London for a concert and see my boyfriend again, I took a flight and left it, left my sword in Cork <laughs> with the oh, club no. and in Cork. And then that was one of the reasons why I went to the tournament because my sword was still in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that was that was one of the main reasons why I went there. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, oh wait, I went to Cornwall as well, but that was before I went to. No. Ah, uh, it's confusing. <laughs> I was in Cork somewhere. I think it was spring or summer. I was going in circles. <laughs> yeah. Now that sounds like you've hopped around a lot. Um, that's really cool though that you've that you've trained in these different places as well because you were going to come and train with us um, for a little bit, weren't you? Before going to buy the sword, before it was cancelled. Oh yeah, I wanted to go, but yeah. And obviously, Melissa and I were looking. We're really looking forward to that because I put a video up earlier this year on uh, on YouTube. I think it was in like February, and it's a fight between you and I, and it's about fifteen minutes long. And it was a really, really enjoyable fight. Uh, and a lot of people sort of commented on it on how like mobile you were, and like <laughs> I'm kind of like lumbering about, and it's sort of that. It's like the fight between Luke Skywalker and the Rancor. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I really, I, I thought that was a great fight, and you turned a lot of heads in that tournament um, because you, I, it was it, you came fourth, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. I didn't really. I was really surprised, really, because <laughs> at one point I wanted to. I, I lost the fight. Uh, uh, what was it? Quarterfinals? I don't remember. And then I thought it's just a normal fight. And then I wanted to take all my clothes off. I was like, oh, finally done. And I said, oh, no, you have to fight again. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, because it was really awkward for me because you were fighting a really good friend of mine, Andre, um, from oh, yeah. Blade Masters. Yeah, and I was actually talking to him on this uh, last time. And uh, yeah, it's really awkward because he was a friend of mine, but I was rooting for you. And there was the bit where you like you took his sword off him. And Andrew's a really good fighter, um, so you like stripped his sword off him during the tournament, which was ace. That was really cool. And uh, I was like, yeah, I have to fight her. Um, so yeah, it was it was a really it was it was a really really enjoyable fight. Um, so. How did you get into Hema anyway? Um, <laughs> uh, well, I did lots of different sports uh, before I did Hema, and but I quit all of them at some point after I don't know two years or so. And then I thought like, maybe I should go another direction and do some I don't know um, some fighting sports <laughs> or some martial arts, whatever. And then um, I was 
I was really shy, so I don't want to do any contact sports like Kung Fu or whatever. And I was looking for a sport where they uh, have weapons, so they're not like that close, you know. And yeah, and I thought about doing Kendo, but it looked a bit boring because they just do the like, same cuts and, and things all the time. And I thought, uh, um, if I would start doing this, I would probably get bored as well. And then, and then I found a Hima and then a club near me and I, yeah, I joined them. <laughs> and I was one of the first women there as well. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I can't even say the name of your Hema group. I've tried it. It's, I'm, I'm like really like Anglican with my pronunciation. Uh, Historicae Artes Dimicationes. Dim, dim, yeah, something like this. I don't really know either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, do you just call it Hadu? Is that like. Yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It's don't feel so bad now if you can't say it, but I'm <laughs> like I'm grand. It's um so like when um when I when I came up with the name for the Academy of Steel, uh, Melissa and I, it was on one of my birthdays. I can't remember, like my 30th or maybe my 29th birthday, and we were in a castle um and we were celebrating my birthday and i remember i was like sketching out the logo because i had the idea of the logo before the name um because i've wow. always loved wolves so i knew i wanted to have a wolf as as the emblem so i'm sketching out the wolf and i was like ah you know i've got to think of a name and do i go with something italian or latin or you know do i go with something welsh because you know i'm welsh and we're setting up the school in wales and melissa was like what do you want to call it and um I was like, I want to call it something like quite cool, quite, you know, uh, quite fearsome. So I was like, something like the Academy of Steel. And it was like, and I said it in that moment. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to call it that. And um, that's how I remember it. Melissa remembers it in a completely different way. She thinks she came up with the name. Um, so we've been arguing for, you know, since we opened it over who came up with the name for the Academy of Steel um so yeah uh are there more women in your group now oh yeah we're now we're quite a lot actually i need to think <laughs> <laughs> about 10 or so and so cool. i don't know on, i don't know on the other training because i'm never i'm, I'm never there <laughs> but on friday in Zurich we are about five and on tuesday depends what kind of weapons do you train uh, normally I train long swords. Um, I did some raid period as well, but I quit it because I'm now studying, and I just don't have that much time anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but we also do uh dagger and wrestling sometimes. Yeah, that's cool. And other uh, things if you if you want to. <laughs> yeah, I um I'm finding it really hard at the moment because I li I like grappling. I really like grappling. Mm. Um, so if anybody kind of closes in, I think it's good to just be able to move in and, you know, pommel strike or go for a takedown or whatever. And in fact, it's kind of bad and maybe I shouldn't talk about it on, on this, but I will. Um, 
on Friday, I was sparring with a student of mine, Lloyd, who's very, very good at grappling. And um, I managed to take, like, we were, we got into a sort of wrestling sort of thing, and I managed to take his sword off him. And he's like, he, he just clambered around the back of me and just threw me on the floor, right? And I was like, oh, that was, that was great. Um, but social distancing, we probably shouldn't do that, you know? <laughs> so... Yeah. It's that thing of like, I feel it's so frustrating because every time we go to close, it's like, oh, no, 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 we can't do this. We're going to back off again and then start like start fighting from way, way far away. So yeah. that's really tough. Like I miss wrestling. I miss grappling. Um, I'm not good at it, but I'm big. So I can just <laughs> fall on people a lot of the time. Yeah. You know? We have one big one at our training as well. He's like always wrestling as well. <laughs> <laughs> So for you, um, because I'm six foot four, you're... Uh, I don't know if... <laughs> I know it in uh, meters, so like uh, 1.6 meters. Okay, cool. 1.6 meters. Um, it's a bit shorter than me. <laughs> a <little> bit. <laughs> yeah, just a, just a touch. Um, so I guess that when you're fighting, uh, you're fighting people who are taller than you a lot of the time. Yeah, normally they are bigger, uh, taller than me. Yeah. What uh, What advice would you give for people fighting taller opponents? Just fight them as normal. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get frustrated, I guess, because oh, and protect your head. Because <laughs> normally I always get it on the head, but not on the lower parts, and then. Yeah, I think we need to protect our head more than others, probably. But also sometimes they miss your head, so that's good as well. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the worst beatings I ever got was from uh, a friend of mine, Mariotto, um, which is Little Mario in, in Italy. And I've probably talked <laughs> about this a lot of the time. But um, at the time I was doing some like German stuff, I hadn't like quite started fixating on the Italian stuff as much as I have now, because now I'm all about, you know, Italian style fencing. So I was like practicing uh, the Zwerkau in my spare time, you know, and it's that sort of horizontal cut kind of thing. And I was just like, okay, cool. And I'm doing this at head height, right? But I'm practicing it at head height for me. And um, I'm fighting Mariotto, who was, he's like really short guy and an absolute badass. And he would just close me down and he would be like, bam, bam, bam. And he'd be back out again, right? And I finally managed to close in. And I'm like, oh, I've got you now. And I go for this workout and I just go right over his head. And there's this kind of like moment. And it's like this cartoonish moment where he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and I'm like, what, what happened? My sword is hit you in the, and then he <laughs> smashes me in the face. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, cool. So yeah, I can, and the thing is, well, is that the guy that I train with most of the time is like my height. So like my right hand man, like, like the guy that I bring along uh, to most events, he's like my height. He's maybe like an inch or two shorter than me or or taller than me I don't know but yeah and um so now and again I'll be fighting Melissa and you know she's quite a bit shorter than I am so again yeah I go for these cuts and I just completely miss her head so yeah it's that's really frustrating um 
I think for you as well, like one of the things from uh, remembering our fight, which, you know, seems like a hundred years ago, um, but... For me, it's like it was yesterday. <laughs> really? That year ran so quick. I don't know. It just... I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. It has gone quickly, but at the same time, when I think that Ireland was earlier this year, it's like, oh, wow, that that mm. it wasn't last year, it wasn't the year before, and it feels like that, because lockdown, for me, um, it just sort of stretched on. Like, it really stretched on. Melissa was working, uh, I wasn't, so I was just kind of um, hanging around the house, bothering her, you know, <laughs> and she's like, can you go away? I'm trying to do stuff, and I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, you know, so... It just it just dragged on, you know. And I like I like to travel. Uh, so last year, went to Ireland, Italy, France, Germany, um, and then this year, it was just um, Ireland, and then and then we we had to shut everything down. So yeah, it's really dragged. Um, but yeah, the the fight that we had, um, I remember that you were quite fearless there was no point where it was like you were backing away you were constantly sort of moving around and then closing down like you were coming at me and forcing me to back away which was cool that was really interesting um and I think it was the same when you fought the other people in the tournament as well like I was watching you and you just kind of went you know you were circling circling and then you you would go forward and you yeah. didn't back away which is pretty cool well, so. sometimes i had the problem then i was where i was like stepping backwards and then i almost almost crossed the line um, of the the ring yeah uh yeah and so i tried to to get rid of it and just do the opposite <laughs> but sometimes i then run into people and I'm too close which is not good for me either because of all the wrestling and all <laughs> <laughs> i need to find like the middle of it a bit like Back and forward, yeah. Yeah, I think you have to keep practicing that because I've, I've been yeah, sure. closing down too much. Um, and you know, people can tell when I'm coming, when I'm about to come forward, and, and that's usually when I get hit in the head. I don't know, like I get a glint in my eye, like, oh, I'm going to get you. And then, yeah, I just get walloped in the head. I'm like, oh, I gave the game away. I got too... I need like, to remember got... this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, you didn't seem to have any problems when we fought of just, like, you know, um, winding in and, like, getting the, you know, getting the point in. And, um... I love winding anyway. I, I love it. It's just, it feels good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you erase at that. Um, it's like uh, I was talking to Emmett, um, who's a friend of mine from Ireland, and we were talking about um, Sam Gassman and Jack Gassman and their winding skills. And it's like, you know, it's like the head of a snake. It's just kind of like, yeah. coming in. and that's really cool. And I mean, yeah, you did, you know, you did something very similar, which I think, again, if you're a shorter opponent, makes all the difference because if I'm sort of used to coming down in these downward arcs and then you can parry that and wind in high or wind in low and just kind of like move around my blade um it makes yeah it makes it really difficult to then shut you down um which it was it was it was really tough um I I think it was probably the most enjoyable fight I had in Ireland which is 
you know why I go on about it. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was great. I, I had so much fun with it. Um, like, don't get me wrong, uh, Andre, um, the guys from the Cork Blade Masters are great. They're absolutely great, and I really like um, I, I like fighting Mike Mike Prendergast as well. Um, and I think that he and I both have very similar styles because we're we're both quite tall and kind of lanky. Um, so yeah, I do enjoy those fights, but I thought it was because it was so different and it was very technical. It was my favorite fight in Ireland. So fighting uh, bigger opponents, who, what's the toughest fight you've ever had? I don't really know. <laughs> I just know some good fights because I don't know. I'm not just looking to well a tournament tournaments. I want to win, but also want to have good fights. So. Yeah, I don't know. Well, the, the one against Andrew was really nice. I really liked that one. I was just really surprised that I won that. <laughs> because I went to the fight, I was like, okay, that's it, probably. <laughs> and then he went really good, and I won. It was like, okay. <laughs> but it was a really nice fight. I really, yeah. And some other fights I had in Switzerland as well, but I don't remember their names. <laughs> I'm really bad remembering names. But, yeah, it yeah. is because you know people are wearing masks and now because of covid people are you know they take the mask off and they're wearing another mask so yeah um so what's the hema scene in switzerland like i think it's getting bigger that's probably everywhere <laughs> but um it's there's not really one big one there's loads of uh, smaller ones all over switzerland um it's a bit when you go to workshop in switzerland it's very interesting because you don't know what what kind of like what, what language you should speak because we have french italian and german and then sometimes you have some people from outside of uh, switzerland as well and yeah you just normally i just start talking in english and it's like oh you can speak german as well <laughs> funny. that's cool i want to travel to switzerland just in general because um, I've never been. Um, it's kind of on my list. Uh, I, I definitely want to come along in winter, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can go skiing as well. <laughs> I'm, I've never actually been skiing. And really? Yeah, yeah. Like, so skiing, ice skating, uh, all of these kind of things, I'm just terrified of it. I like, I... I just I don't like the idea of of my feet being on the floor and and going if that makes sense. Like with ice skating, um, my biggest fear is like falling on the floor and my my hat like and landing with my hand on the on the ice with my fingers kind of extended and then somebody skating oh, and just oh. like, you know and then just chopping them off kind of thing. Um, yeah, I know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, so like. That's a huge terror for me. So if I was skating, I'd probably like be skating with my hands under my armpits and I'd just fall <laughs> onto the ice and smash my face. You could go, you could go skating with uh, hemoglobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was devastated um, on Thursday because I just got some, um, they're, they're not spevies, they're uh, the spes heavies. They're uh, the superior fencing kind of copy of the superior uh, of the um spes heavy gloves and i was like yeah i'll never need another glove because you know they're like they're the toughest thing around it's fine whatever and i was we were fighting with some black fencer um synthetic swords 
and I backed away and I looked at my glove and there was a crack like through the plastic. <gasps> I know I was like, and I was so gutted. I was like, these things are meant to be indestructible, you know? Uh, yeah, so I was really disappointed. Really yeah, yeah. But um, it's fine. I, I've spoken to Superior Fencing. They're going to send me some new ones uh, as yeah. like replacement. So that's grand. Um, but yeah, Kima gloves, ice skating. Yeah, I mean that that could actually. Work. <laughs> I've got like I've actually got some clamshell steel gauntlets. So like that could work. So that if somebody yeah. does like does skate over my fingers, they're just going to go flying. Um, so yeah, but then they'll land with their hands outstretched, and somebody will skate over their fingers. So I'm Going just passing it along. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, yeah, we don't have snow in the city anymore. It's just, it's very sad. Oh no. Is there is there snow where you are? Um, apparently, like there was for a bit. It doesn't really snow in Cardiff. It just kind of. There's like a grey mush yeah. that sort of falls out of the sky. Yeah, it's like you know, um, you know when you get like a slush puppy, and you get oh, like yeah. some, you know, you get like a blue one, you get a red one. It's like that, but it's like a grey one. You know? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <Why is> it... <laughs> so, oh well. Yeah, yeah, not the best. Uh, I mean, it's great for like making cars not go places but yeah. other than that it's it's not it's not great i mean hopefully maybe i don't know i just hope i can go skiing somewhere because i need to snow <laughs> <laughs> could you um uh yeah because traveling uh yeah, traveling is not gonna happen. if it if they open the areas i know some are open but i don't know if they close again or if they i don't know limited it uh, yeah i'll see yeah um like i said i mean I, i've never tried skiing um kind of kind of afraid to i just like it, it, the idea of going like i said and not moving my yeah. feet i don't know what it is it would just freak me out like how do you stop do you just fall over or you know <laughs> no yeah you always fall over when you stop <laughs> yeah like just <laughs> Just fall over onto your side, right? That's yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. All right. Now I know. See, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I don't want to just fall on the side of a mountain. Uh, I, 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 to be honest, yeah, it's just like the idea of it. Um, it would just shock my knees as well. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, being in this sort of like crouch position for so long. Um, because I'm tall. I've got like. I've got one really bad knee, which means that oh, okay. my is quite bad as well. So like, like I, I can't crouch, you know. Um, my my cousin snowboards, and like he's always like, "Hey, I broke my leg," and I'm like, "Cool. Uh, how did you do that?" He's like, oh, "I was snowboarding." And then I'll talk to him the next year, and I'm like, "Hey, man, um, what are you up to?" And he's like, "Hey, I broke my arm," and I'm like, "Oh, okay. Um, snowboarding again?" He's like, "Yeah. How'd you guess?" And I'm like, "Uh, you know." Like, I don't know, tuition, I guess. Oh. Yeah, because he stops probably by falling over. That's <laughs> must be. Yeah. Must be the reason why it breaks everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was lucky so far. I didn't break anything by skiing. Yeah. But why ski? No. 
luckily not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you, it's probably something in, in Switzerland that you've done from a young age, though, right? Is it something that everybody Yeah, it started does? when I was three, I guess. Yeah, so there'd be a difference between, like, you starting at three and it being, like, really natural. Um, yeah. Compared to, like, someone like me, who I'm 30, what am I? I'm 30, I'm 32. And, you know, if I started at this age, uh, yeah, yeah I just, that's the thing. I just, I'd slam into a tree, um, you know, and the other thing, so I used to live in Kazakhstan um, for about a oh, year. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. It's, uh, it's a cool joint. There's a lot of snow there. Um, so it's yeah really cold in the winter but the problem is like it would snow and everybody there's used to walking in the snow right yeah and i wasn't because i you know i stride everywhere like i i like i'm, I'm i like power walk everywhere because you know i've got places to be but sure. when it's like covered in snow and then the snow gets packed down by people walking on the snow and then so it becomes ice right and then it snows on top of the on top of the packed in ice so i'd be walking along right and i would have like and i would just fall on my ass right so i'd get up i'd take you know and I, and so eventually i was just walking really slow and i'd be like easy easy does it and it would take me you know 20 minutes to go to the shop on the corner of the street you know from my house and so i'm walking along and i'm like easy does it arms outstretched easy does it and you'd get like a little old lady walking past me you know like you know just gunning it past me overtaking me yeah kids who just first learning to walk walking past me and i'm like easy does it and i'll still slip and fall on my ass uh so yeah the, the like the idea of of skiing or just being on ice on purpose doesn't like to me it's like oh no yeah. this, this is a nightmare <laughs> so yeah like great if you want to learn footwork but, yeah, you know, um, not not much else. That's maybe maybe that's why like the Russians are really good fencers because they're just constantly really? on ice and stuff. So their footwork is great. That's an interesting theory, really. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, like Melissa, she, you know, she's used to walking on the ice. She would laugh at me when she visited me in Kazakhstan because she grew up in Moscow. Right. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. So she grew up in okay. Moscow. What's that, sorry? <laughs> okay. That's interesting. <laughs> like you've been everywhere in <laughs> I mean, we, we tried. We just haven't fought everywhere yet. So like our plan is to visit everywhere in the world, mm -hmm. and then fight everyone in the world. Well not everyone, mm -hmm. like, not like you know, humorists, not just like fight everybody, every rando. But um yeah exactly just being, just there with like a half a brick in a plastic bag just coming at people like, or wandering around this is sort of just oh i gotta fight you yeah yeah you look tasty yeah but the thing is i try that in america and i'd just be shot you know yeah so yeah um and that's you know that so that's that's the thing like melissa would walk past me and she'd just laugh at me she'd be mm -hmm. laughing at my at, at my sort of 
I was like, you know, a lamb that's, you know, learning to walk for the first oh, yeah. time. That's the kind of, like, that's the kind of walk that I was doing down the street. It wasn't a particularly impressive, you know, or imposing walk. So, uh, yeah, people used to laugh at me. Um, the annoying thing as well is that, like, they could just tell that I wasn't from there. And I think it was because of my walk, you know? Uh, <laughs> and so, like... I'd go into a shop and I'd be like trying to speak, you know, Russian uh, to the people in the shop and say, like, uh, can I have, you know, can I have um, that, please? So I'd be like, Mojna Voteto Pojalsta, right? Which is like terrible, <laughs> terrible ish Russian. And then they'd, uh, and then they'd sort of like, you know, they'd point to me and go, ah, English, ha 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 ha, English. And they'd be like, you know, uh, like, uh, do lots. And they'd wave somebody over and go, English, English. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we do this every week. Can we, you know, can you just give me the milk, please? Or whatever. So, just, really? They were getting more friends to laugh at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just wave people over. Uh, they'd laugh at me. I'd go out in the street. I mean, they just like, they just stare at me as well. Because like, eye contact is one of those things that like, you know, it... I don't know what it's like for you guys, but like in Britain, if you maintain eye contact with somebody, it's quite rude, right? So if I'm just like staring at you, you know, across the street, I'd be yeah. like, you know, I would be within my rights to go over and, you know, uh, sort of have an altercation, be like, hey, stop staring at me. What's wrong? Like, what's wrong with you? Um, but yeah, these guys, they just stare at me and they'd be pointing at me and going, ha ha, you know, <laughs> Like you're not from here, you're not from around here, and they they'd be friendly about it, you know. They'd come over and they talk to okay. me, about it and, you know. That was fine. It wasn't like, but for me, it really freaked me out. I was like, what? You know, what is there something on my face? What's going on? So, yeah, yeah, really, like, really strange joint. I'd love to go back um, to uh, Kazakhstan, and uh, maybe not like for a long time just you know just to sort of see some of the places that i missed uh and also to um to catch up with um some of my students there because i think that i might have inadvertently started a hema group in kazakhstan um yeah so like i was yeah i was talking to some some of my students out there about like reenactment and what i did and i think that they like they looked into it and I think that what they ended up doing was closer to HEMA, um, but they they wanted to get into it, so they tried it out. So they got like some um, some training swords, and they they started doing it. But they weren't reenacting; they were just doing the, the the combat side of it. And then I think they got some protective gear, um, and it it kind of went from there. So. Um, I, and like I left, but now and again I'll talk to them and I'm like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And they're like, "Oh, well, we got these like synthetic uh, fencing swords now, and we've got these masks." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool." So it would be good to like go back and sort of you know see how they're doing and maybe train with them and definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be great. Like I didn't I I didn't teach them anything. Like I taught them English. That was my job. Like I didn't teach them anything and. Um, I wasn't going to spend time with them outside of the classroom because I got one day off a week and I was usually tired. So, you know, yeah. Um, but it would be really cool to see how they've progressed and, and you know, what's happened. And, yeah. 
Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Oh, I know, right? Now I wanna, now I wanna travel even more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's um oh like Melissa and I we went uh, for our, uh, our our thirtieth birthday we went to Malta. Um, yeah. And it's an amazing joint. I've been there like three, four times I think. Um, and yeah it's it's you know really warm really sunny the people are lovely the sea is amazing we went there to learn scuba diving um which uh like i've always wanted to do she uh she wanted to get well she wanted to do it too so yeah we learned scuba diving and while i was there um i found out that there was a hema group um and i was just like can we can we track these guys down and maybe try and she's like we're here to relax we're here to get away from like you know and i was like yeah yeah cool. and she's like we don't have any equipment i was like yeah well they might you know they might be all right with loading us some can we you know can we go along and, and train with them she's like oh, man. no <laughs> so i, I want to go back to malta at some point with my hema gear uh there's a there's also an event in malta i heard of but I think it's on the castle as well. Really? That's pretty awesome. Someone told me about this event. Well, I don't remember the name of the event, but I can send you if I if I uh, find it online. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Um, I'd love to look into that. Um, I mean, it would be. I don't know if I'd be able. To... It's so hot in Malta, you know. <laughs> So like training with all that kit on, oh, yeah. I mean, I'd like I'd like to do it. Uh, I'm not sure on on which. Uh, maybe it's uh, during the winter. That will be that will help. <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah, I don't know what the sea would be like in the winter because I'd like to. You know, if I if I go back to Malta, there's like a lot of uh, shipwrecks there that I'd want to dive. But it would make training a lot easier because um, I went to Bucklathon last year, which is a it's like a small tournament that the School of the Sword run. Um, I, it's like a you know I don't know like 30, 40 participants, and the idea behind it is is pretty solid actually. I I, I like the idea of it, and it's um, you basically. You get a bunch of uh, instructors to fight in just two pools, and it's um, it's sword and buckler, um, and it was side sword and buckler for the most part. Um, so they fight in two pools, and they basically demonstrate to the students what um, good behavior is like, you know, good sportsmanship, and also you know quality of fencing, um, and also quality of judging as well, I suppose. So I took uh, a lot of my students to that because um, we were invited to come along and they'd never been in a tournament before so they participated in the tournament they had uh, a lot of fun with it hopefully um and um yeah um what you know so it was, it was a nice little event but it was so goddamn hot um they'd the, the it was on like the hottest day of the year i think it felt like the hottest day of the year and the, the you know the sun was reflecting on the floor as well so like as we were inside this like sports hall gym thing and so the sun was reflecting on the floor and the heat was just rising up and i remember um i i managed to get through to the finals and it was between me and sasha for the gold match 
and um, uh, Alexander Makarov, sorry. And um, yeah, so we were fighting and I was just like, oh man, yeah, I don't want to move. You know, I don't want to move. I don't want to breathe. Um, I mean, he kicked my ass because he was the better fencer. Um, but, it, you know, that had nothing to do with the heat. But um, it was like, it was just so hot. So I remember taking off my kit. I just kind of like being there. And then one of my students, uh, Lloyd, fought and he was fighting really well. And he managed to get through to the semifinals, I think. Nice. Yeah, he... Uh, he was just kind of like standing there going, uh, I need I need a buckler. I need a buckler. And I'm like, okay, you're too hot. You're overheating. And he's like, I need a buckler. And I'm like, buddy, you're holding a buckler. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I am. And I was like, oh, this is not good. You need to cool down, man. So we were just like, yeah. Um, so it was just, we just had loads of bottles of, bottles of Lucozade. And we're just like, drink the Lucozade, drink the Lucozade. You're going to die. So, yeah. Um, it was a really cool event, but yeah, so hot, and I don't ever want to do that again. Uh, it's like I, I've done tournaments in Italy as well, and again, it's just it's really really hot because um, it was May or yeah, I think it was May when we did them. So it's not like the height of of summer or anything, but it's it's ridiculous. Um, so if I go to Malta, which is one of the hottest places I've ever been. I don't want to train in the heat. I just I don't want to do it. I can't. I don't know because I've never been there, so <laughs> no clue. Yeah. Like, but guess, yeah, but I guess for you, like, if Iceland's too warm, and you're like, oh, I've got to go to Glasgow. No, Lisbon was too warm. Uh, no, uh, sorry, uh, Bucharest was too warm. Oh right, right, right. Okay, yeah, okay. I misunderstood. I was like, Iceland is too warm. So. Bucharest was way too warm, so that's that. <laughs> yeah so yeah but uh christmas in switzerland like you know or or the winter in switzerland that's something i'd definitely like to uh yeah feel free to visit us yeah that would be awesome yeah no i'd i'd, I'd really like that because we uh initially arranged to do this on um on a saturday the recording and then you got in touch with me and you said like you said something and i was like is that a metaphor or is that because you said oh i'm, I'm cooking I'm baking cookies with my grandma on Saturday. Oh. So I can't do Saturday. And I was like, that is, that's adorable. Is that, like, I was like, no, is no, that? We a... kind of started something because, uh, yeah, she don't want to do the cookies anymore because it was too much effort for her alone. <laughs> so uh, me and my brother went to my grandma, I don't know, four years ago, and now we're doing this every year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it it sounds like a Brothers Grimm story, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, where's next on your list to travel? You know, when um, it is not a problem anymore. Uh, probably uh, Norway, Sweden, uh, Denmark, because that's what I wanted to do before Corona happened. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go to, to Denmark and then all of by train uh, up to the north and visit some other clubs as well. But yeah, I made the whole plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only time I made a plan, and then yeah. That's awesome. I've I've been to those places, but I haven't trained with anyone there because uh, it was before I uh, started in Hema. I've done some like reenactment in mm. uh, Mosgard, and I 
I went to Sweden because my mother and my stepfather lived out there for a while, and that was ace. Yeah, that was that was an awesome place. They lived near uh, Gothenburg. Um, yeah, so I I'm gutted that I wasn't doing Hema at the time because it it would have been perfect. I could have gone out there, I could have trained with uh, some of those guys, and they're very good. So um, I would have enjoyed a good ass kicking um so yeah um have you have you learned a lot from traveling uh yeah i guess so i mean every club trains differently so yeah it was very interesting to see how, how other clubs train especially out of switzerland you know and that was really cool um yeah <laughs> i even went to uh to a club in bucharest as well that was interesting <laughs> just the first thing they did was uh they put me in uh in gear and they wanted me to fight <laughs> the first thing they did <laughs> that was really interesting <laughs> but it was yeah something different yeah. yeah i'd love to do that um just sort of travel to different countries and train with different clubs it is something that i was going to do on a much smaller scale this year um, I was going to travel around Britain um, and, and and train with some different clubs because I went up to Leeds. I think it was January. Um, yeah, I think I think it was January. I went to Leeds and I trained with the Tree of Shields. And I was going to try to get to Liverpool and train with uh, Keith Farrell. Um, yeah, uh, I'd like to train with uh, Fran as well with uh, School of the Sword. So, you know, move around a bit uh, and, you know, yeah, just meet different people and, and figure out how they do things um, differently. Um, yeah, and I think that's that's one of the things that lockdown has kind of made me appreciate recently is because I've been talking to um, some of my students who've, you know, who, who've been with me for like two years now and some of them are feeling a little bit like i guess like they're deteriorating a bit um you know like their abilities are kind of deteriorating because they're fighting they're fighting amongst themselves they're fighting amongst themselves um but yeah they're fighting each other and you know they they're starting to learn each other's kind of tricks and you know uh, their tells and stuff and so they're yeah, I kind of I, like I they feel like they're they've plateaued. Um, so I really want to get them uh, get them out there somewhere um, yeah. and, and fight new people. Um, maybe not on the same scale as what you've done, like, you know, flinging yourself to different parts of the world and going, OK, I'm going to train in Ireland and Bucharest and, you know, uh, That's a really good idea. yeah, <laughs> like it's a great idea. Um, but uh, it, you know, a bit expensive. For, yeah, like, I, I mean, even go, uh, going to workshops is is really good. I think, like, yeah, because you meet so much people there, and then and then you visit them again, and then <laughs> you learn. Yeah, I don't know. You learn a lot. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go to more workshops in the UK or somewhere else. Uh, yeah, because I've been loads. Of, to loads of workshops in Germany, Austria, uh, 
yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> so I want to go more, more to the French side as well, maybe Italy, Italy as well. So yeah, I've never been there, so I need to. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I've been to a few workshops in Britain and there's obviously Fight Camp, um, oh yeah, I want to go there. Yeah, it's cool. It's good fun. Um, <laughs> I really like Fight Camp. It's a great atmosphere. Um, I was asked to teach at the May Melee, um, but unfortunately, I was doing a reenactment event at the time. Where is that? May Melee. Uh, it is in Britain. Somewhere. Okay. I'm sorry, I can't remember. I it's it. I'm I'm not very good with with details. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's but it's around the same time as uh, fight camp skirmish, um, yeah. which is like the smaller fight camp. And it's fight camp skirmish is a lot of fun as well because there's just a, like a lot of group fighting in the woods, um, and that's mm. that's cool. But I, I, I don't know about the workshops in Germany. Uh, there's uh, one of the biggest one, I guess, um, is uh, the gathering, sword trip to gathering. It's really nice and it's just, uh, just amazing events. Um, yeah, there's, there are loads of workshops and tournaments as well. Great atmosphere. <laughs> anyway. um, then in Austria, they have what do you have? Oh, uh, in Vienna, there's uh, the Drain event. I don't know if you have heard of it. Also, a very big one with a, a fun tournament. It's not a serious tournament, it's just like, for fun, which is very cool. <laughs> what else is there? Um, oh, there's also a fencing week in Austria, where we always go to. Uh, it's on a, on a castle ring. It's very nice. <laughs> no, um, yeah, that was really cool because you're a a whole week on the same place and you're not that many people about 30 or something and yeah it's just really nice <laughs> uh, and you sleep like on your own mat in the castle as well that's awesome it's really cool there is so many more but i can't think of it right now <laughs> it's um... like it happened like so many years ago <laughs> yeah yeah no, that's yeah. fair enough. Like I, um, I had an experience where we had a workshop in a castle, and it's it was one of my first experiences of HEMA, and it was, it was basically, um, I when I first went to Italy, um, I reached out to a couple of people because I wanted to try and get into reenactment um in italy and see what was going on and there was nothing um there there was one group and they were in the village that i lived in or something but they they trained when i was in work and when i got in touch with them they were like, we we just do archery, and I'm like, no swords, and they were like, no, we just we just do archery or or something, and I was just like, ah, okay, cool. Could could you do swords though? Because like, I really need to fight somebody, um, and uh, yeah, so reached out to this group, and um, we went 
th they said, yeah, okay, so we don't, we, we do a little bit of reenactment, but we mostly do HEMA. Um, we're going to an event in this uh, castle um, and it was, it was amazing. So we went there and it was a two day event and we were on, we were inside this castle and we were in this kind of um, courtyard area, but it overlooked the, uh, the Roman countryside. And I'm trying to, um, Pal no, Palambara Sabina, I think it was called. And it was this awesome, like, you know, little castle on the top of this hill. Um, I mean, you know, Italy's one of those places where if you pick up a rock and you throw it, you'll hit a castle. So, you know, that, that was amazing. That was one of the best things about living there. So um, we're in this castle in, in this courtyard and we were doing um, Fiore, which is why I got into Fiore first of all. Uh, and Guy Windsor was there. Um, and it was like, I met him. Unfortunately, his Italian wasn't great. It was fine. It was okay. But like his English was much better. So like he was talking to me a lot and you know, he, like I was really worried because I just started living in Italy. Um, and I didn't speak a word of Italian. I could say, uh, cafe, per favore, you know, I want a coffee and that's it. Um, but that was like that was the, the the sum total of my Italian. So to have this guy giving basically giving me personal instructions on how to do stuff was great. I was like, oh, excellent. Um, and then the next instructor, because I got another guy in, was French, didn't really speak Italian, so he was speaking in English a lot. And I was like, oh, great! I can I can understand all of this. Um, so that was that was my introduction to Hema in a castle overlooking. You know, the Italian that's, that's a really good story, actually. I mean, but yeah, so that, that was that was ace, that was really good. The only thing is that I didn't have any gloves or a mask or anything. Um, so I borrowed a mask, and the gloves that I was wearing, I'm pretty sure the guy who brought them they were like his grandmother's gloves or something. He's like, There you go, you can wear those because they were tiny and they had no protection on them. So now that I think back about it, it was pretty stupid that like I trained just wearing these, uh, like these, these thin leather gloves. So, uh, well, yeah. Something, <laughs> at least yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, like most humorists start, yeah, it, like when you, when you talk about, um, when you talk to people about their, HEMA journey and they've you know and they're like well I got into HEMA before HEMA was HEMA um I don't know when HEMA officially became HEMA but they That's usually talk about this, yeah you know they talk about this like dark age uh, <laughs> you know but before HEMA existed and um you know they talk about the kit that they were wearing and they're like they're wearing um goalie gloves and you know uh and like hockey masks and that's yeah that's, uh, well yeah so uh yeah um so it was fine the, the gloves were fine but, uh what other plans have you got for the future for your hema future uh hema future um i just bought uh, a montante and i want to do oh, more no. um yeah because one of our uh, trainers uh, started uh, teaching us a little bit of uh, montante um yeah and i bought one and now there's no training hour <laughs> oh, no. um, yeah. i tried to do it on my own but i'm so bad in training on my own it just doesn't work 
it's not, I don't have the discipline to train them out. It's just not possible. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll try. But yeah, I'll see. Yeah, I want to do more Montante. And um, yeah, I want to do more Longsword as well, because now we only have like solo drills. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I want to go to more events. <laughs> yeah. Not only the ones I've been to already, so I want really want to go to other ones as well to, yeah, to connect with other people from somewhere else. <laughs> uh, yeah, what else? I don't know. <laughs> Continue I... doing it. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, I really like. Um, I've only had, you know, a small experience of using Montante. Um, they are a lot of fun. They're great fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I because uh, I wanted to sort of like dispel the idea that they were, you know, the for myself uh, that they were used against like pole arms and spears and things like that. So. Uh, I got a, it's just the synthetic uh, Black Fencer Montante. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it it was cool. Like, sword came up to my chin, maybe. Um, so, yeah, that was nice. Um, so I've got this big sword and I was just, uh, I was just basically windmilling, you know. Yeah. Um, just spinning it, like, you know, spinning it around, doing the, like, a, a sort of cutting drill um that i generally do to warm up so like false edge true edge false edge true edge kind of thing and um i had uh, two of the guys that i train with regularly they had spears and they destroyed me they absolutely oh, wow. demolished me they were just like poke back away poke and i was just like oh come on i can i can do this you know this <laughs> is getting absolutely obliterated so one of the things that i want to do is just try it out against different weapons uh and then like other montante as well um, which I think would be cool. So, um, which system do you study for Montante? Uh, it's called, oh, I can't really pronounce it. It's Figure, Figure, <laughs> Figueredo? Figueredo. I'm just going to say Figueredo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's easier uh, if, we, if we just go with that. And then, like, it's one of those things that I, I've noticed recently because I hear recordings of myself sometimes when I'm doing editing um, mm -hmm. that my since leaving Italy, my Italian pronunciation has just become very, very British. So, you know, instead of saying like uh, Mandrito Fendente, I'm saying Mandrito Fendente. And it's just it's awful. Like I hear it and I'm like, oh, no, I hate that. And it just hits my ear wrong when I hear it back. Yeah. I can only imagine because I have some Italian students, so I can imagine like what what they think when they hear it, you know. Um, so yeah, I like I I sometimes when I have to pronounce stuff for things like this podcast or uh, you know when I'm doing workshops and stuff, I'm usually sort of like just covering my mouth and just oh yeah, sure. <laughs> and, and then I'll translate it into English like yeah you know, so uh so yeah um no it's i mean that's not a system i'm too familiar with it's not a weapon that i'm uh, massively familiar with to be honest i i really like the montante i think it's cool um but like i i started looking into it actually because 
Melissa uses the same length sword that I have. Um, so I've got a very long, long sword. Um, yeah. But again, I'm very tall. So for me, it, it comes up to about my solar plexus, which is, you know, around the right size for somebody of my height. Um, I, I tend to use something uh, shorter now and again when I want to practice grappling because it just makes it easier to move in and kind of engage the point of a pommel or whatever. Um, but yeah, you know, when I'm, when I'm sparring with uh, other people, I generally have a feather, which is quite long. And Melissa has one that is exactly the same length. Right. So, and, and she's, you know, about a head shorter than I am. So yeah. I was like, okay, I need to start looking into like Montante systems. So I can, I can, we can do that together so that she can start using her long sword more like a Montante than, you know, than a long sword um, to see if that, like, if it's effective at all, you know, um, if it, if it has any sort of, yeah. if it makes a difference. Where can people find the Historicae Artis Dimicus Ustracanus Census? Well, Ustracanus just means the city we were training at, uh, in, but we're not, we're not training there anymore. <laughs> right. Well, it's in our name now. <laughs> I'll you the uh, website. It's uh, how do dot ch and on facebook as well so hadu yeah. on facebook yeah yeah like uh about half a year ago it was called only the long name like historical artist whatever <laughs> and now i changed it to hadu and then the, the long name because nobody no one could find us on facebook <laughs> yeah it was a bit i don't know what we were thinking <laughs> if you want to find out more about historical european martial arts in cardiff and kaifili or just in general visit academyofsteel.com or if you have any questions shoot them over to info at academyofsteel.com you can find us on twitter youtube and facebook and instagram and if you have any suggestions of anybody you'd like to hear from shoot us over a message i'm always happy to read them blades for days will be back next year I'm celebrating Christmas with swords and, well, not talking about swords. I need a break. Give me a break. Why wouldn't you let me have a break? <laughs>